welcome to you, but more powerful. I'm your host, Rhiannon, and this is your go-to podcast for raw and expansive messages from health, fitness, business, and mindset. And as always, with a little bit of fun sprinkled in. My purpose is to help you step into your most powerful self and build your dream life. You'll gain clarity, connection, and confidence with a whole lot of practical skills along the way. I know you're in exactly the right place to level up, build the body, mindset, and life you absolutely love and thrive in. Let's go. Hey, hi, hello, and welcome back to another podcast episode. You a bit more powerful with your podcast host, myself, Rhiannon. Thank you for those that are returning listeners and hello to those that are new and welcome to the podcast. I don't know whether you're watching this or listening to this, and I always welcome hearing any feedback or connecting on Instagram on the DMs. So if there's anything that resonates, please feel free to share this with me, share it on your stories, tag me. I absolutely love to connect with you all. And I always appreciate the love and support very much helps to be able to spread the awareness and the positive message behind the podcast, which is essentially how to become the absolute best version of yourself. You but more powerful, right? Not anybody else, literally you. Today's episode, we're going to get straight into productivity. And this has been a big hot topic. Funnily enough, around the time that I'm recording this, this time last year, I actually recorded a workshop inside of my premium coaching service, The Glow Up. We really deep dived into a whole bunch of different productivity tools, Um, structuring tools, utilizing things just to really get a grip on our, our schedules, the systems that help us. And yeah, basically just using the evidence to support it. As always, welcome to my brain. It is a roller coaster. There's always stuff going up and down. So productivity, I just wanted to paint the picture because if you're listening to it going, oh yeah, but I like this, I like that. You need to approach things. Well, you don't need to do anything you don't want to do. Figure it out for yourself. But if you are in the business of self-development and self-growth, you need to look and approach this with an open mindset of, you know what, I'm going to try it. Even if I might've tried something in the past, I'm a different person to right now to who I was 20 years ago. 20 years ago, how old was I? I was trying to think. Nine. Okay. I was just like, wow, hang on. How old am I? (laughs) That was like an identity crisis. 20 years ago. Well, I would hope I'd be very different, but you know, five years ago, 10 years ago, however old you are, whatever resonates, just go there. Right. And realize like you're a different person now and you've had all these other experiences and these also put you in a better position to maybe try something new. So maybe you tried structuring things before through a digital calendar and it didn't work then does not mean it won't work for you now. And just the same as what worked for you then probably doesn't work for you now, right? Whatever you were doing then doesn't work. You're in a different circumstance, different situations. Maybe you're on a household now. Maybe you have children. Maybe you have high responsibilities at work. Maybe you're doing a double degree, like whatever it may be, your experiences are changing and the way that you need to do things fundamentally are going to stay the same, but they do need to adapt and change with time. So hopefully you have gotten the gist by now. I want to talk about one of the common mistakes. One of the common mistakes is already approaching it with a fixed mindset of, I can't do that. So you're going to listen to things here and I want you to catch yourself out going, oh, I can't do that. Or I've tried that before. Because if you tried everything, you'd be really fucking organized. I'm telling you now. Okay. Let it sink in. If you've already tried everything, there's nothing else left on this earth to help. You'd already be perfect. 
doesn't exist. Okay. So I want you to approach it with this growth mindset of like, even if I've tried something before, I want to be open to new experiences, new ideas, and new ways of thinking about this situation. And also acknowledge how far I've come as a person since the last time I would have tried this. Okay. So that's the number one big barrier that I see is that mindset around things. Then on the systems and structures side of things, maybe we actually didn't grasp some of the concepts. Maybe we didn't understand the why behind things. Maybe you didn't learn it in the way that you you learn. Okay. I'm going to drop in the show notes below VARC learning styles. I didn't create this. I don't know who's created it. You'll be able to read all about it. Basically, in a previous role that I used to work in coaching and training people, just not in the fitness industry, um, we really made sure that we understood people's learning styles. And I found this a very valuable tool about myself, very surprising as well, um, and a way to actually understand how you actually learn. So for some people, you're going to learn by doing things. For some people, you're going to be learned by being told things. Some people are going to be learned by watching visual presentations and visual learning. Um, And others are going to be read, write. And some are going to be a combination of all four, very equally distributed. Some are going to be higher in one or two um, and vice versa. Okay. And finding out this information really helps you learn about yourself and just learn more in general. Okay. And if you forever stay a student, game changer. Like that means you're just going to continually evolve and evolve over time. So I would highly recommend go there because this is actually going to help you with productivity and, you know, getting things in check because now you're going to figure out how you actually learn. So for myself, and it's funny, I lean into this a lot. When someone will tell me something, I will say, you know, thank you. I'll be really present with listening at things, but I will ask, please email that through to me or please do this or please do that. Or can you write that down or message that to me? I do not learn by being told things. Things just kind of go in one ear and out the other. I'm very aware of that. So when I am in situations where the only way to be actually absorb this is by listening to things, you will see me constantly write. And this just brings back a flashback of Michael and I went to a business event, February 8th, actually, because it was his birthday. We went there, David Goggins, there was a lot of other things going on, a lot of motivational speakers, a lot of information. And Michael was just like having a bit of a giggle at like just how much I constantly wrote. And I I kid you not, I had a book, like just, you know, one of those ones you can get from Typo. It was nearly covered, like front to back because I was just writing, 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 because I know the way that I operate. And the way that I operate is by doing things but also by reading and writing, okay? So I need to read and write that information to absorb it. Otherwise, nothing's getting done. It's going in one ear and out the other. That's the reason why I'll sometimes listen to podcast episodes over and over again. So sometimes I listen to podcast episodes just to kind of, you know, first absorb to information. um, And then I might watch it or listen to it again, where I will start to take some notes, Or if I find something that's really, really, really resonates with me in the middle of a podcast episode, I'll pause it and I'll actually jot it down in my notes section on my phone. Now, someone who learns by the oral and listening, um, which is A-U-R-A-L maybe, I don't know. Go do the learning styles test. You can have a look at it yourself. Actually, if you do it, share your results with me. I'd love to, like, I'd love to know more. Are you more of a read, write? Are you? something else. I'd, I'd happily share some tips and tricks for each individual um, because I had experience with this with my previous job as well. So yeah, if you do it, do a little screenshot and uh, share with me the results. But basically, and, and this can change as well. So I would say to you again, approach it with that open mindset. You're in a different position now, go in and go do the test, refresh it, see where you're at. 
But basically for those that actually do hear the information and it really lands with them, you probably don't have to take those notes, okay? You probably are able to just regurgitate whatever's been said. It's solidified. It's good to go because that's how you learn, yeah? But again, leaning on my strengths and leaning on, okay, cool, I'm not going to be able to remember this unless I'm writing these things down. So even this, I'll, you know, take some notes after to really consolidate what I'm doing. I might write it up in an email or a podcast podcast or a blog. I'm on the podcast now. Wow. I need another coffee. I've still got one here. Anyway, I'm rambling on now, but that's really important, really crucial because that's going to really, really help and understand. So now let's get a little bit more into the productivity side of things. And I'm just going to jump straight in with what I actually do. And then I'm going to talk about some of the things that I recommend to some others, some things that I've seen success with, and then just kind of wrap it up from there with some really tangible action steps for you to take. Now, what do I do? This is developed over time. I used to use a written diary, read, write girl over here. I then moved into a digital version. This was at a corporate job that I was working. I think I was about 22, 23. I'm 29 now. So you do the math. And they were very much moving away from having handwritten notes and moving more into tech first and having that digital, um, you know, push to everything be digital. And I know that I still sort of sometimes have the pen and paper for me to write some things down on. But what I really love about the digital now, um, being able to adapt, use it, grow, learn, know inside out. And that is a key thing. You need to learn whatever tool you're going to use. You're going to need to give it time to absolutely nail it, perfect it, build on it. And then that's when it's going to be your literal tool to success. Okay. So I can tell you now, when I first moved into this digital space, I was like, what the fuck? Like, to be quite frank with you, I was like, how is this? How am I going to keep up with this? It's overwhelming me. There's too much, not enough. It's not working for me. Really sitting in that sort of fixed mindset of like, oh, this doesn't work. So whatever, I'll just kind of do it to keep my manager happy. Now that, that mindset there, if you're there, definitely, you know, look at some things to work on that, reflect on it be like, why, why are you there? Are you afraid to fail? Are you fearful that you can't get it right? Are you worried about not getting things perfect? Because I can tell you now that's where I was, was in that ego space of, you know what, fuck, I don't think I can be perfect at this. So I don't want to do it. Now I very much used to be there when I was younger. I was just like, no, unless I'm perfect, I'm not doing it right? I would try lots of little things. And then yeah, as I got a, got a bit older, I was like, I want to be perfect or I'm not doing that. It's actually being able to not be perfect, be the beginner, be the sh- like the shit kicker, you know, so to speak. And then building your way up from there, that really gives you that, like, honestly, way more joy and satisfaction than just jumping into something and, you know, being the expert because you haven't really earned anything. I I learned that the hard way. I know in school, a lot of things came very naturally to me. Um, And then, you know, when things were a little bit harder, I was like a little bit of friction there. So anyway, just really understanding that mindset around things. So back to this Google Calendar, um, and those that are listening will know that I still use Google Calendar to this day. And the way that I currently operate, and then I'll give you the backstory, is I use a digital calendar, Google Calendar. I have it on my phone. I have it on my computer. um, And I also have a to-do list, okay? I have tried things like your Trello, your Motion, all those kind of like tools and things like that. Honestly, though, keep it freaking simple. Like if you're new to this, don't try and make some perfect thing, just get started. So I literally use the notes section on my phone. For those that are watching this, you'll be able to see. I literally open up the notes section. You can pin notes to the top of the list. 
I've got one that says wedding, um, but then I've got a to-do list. Okay. And then what you can actually do, you can't really see it because the screen's reflecting, but if you open up a new note on your phone, if you've got an Apple, I can help you. If you've got an Android, you're on your own. Sorry. There's a bit of battle going on inside of the Spartan race prep group and um, I'm team Apple. So actually vote on the poll that'll be on this podcast episode. Are you team Apple or team Android? Cause if you're team, team Android, I might have to cancel you. No, <laughs> joking. Anyway, or am I joking? Who knows? Back to Apple. So we're on the note section on our phone. You've got a grid. You've got two A's, upper, upper, upper lace. Wow. Uppercase and lowercase. Then you have little dots, little circles. So this is the to-do list section. So you can tap that and then you can hit you can type something and then hit enter um, and then, you know, type something else, blah, 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 hit enter. And it's going to put little circles next to it that you can actually tick off. So if you love the fact satisfaction of, you know, ticking something off when you've completed it, that's my go-to. I then actually pin that um, to the top in my pinned note section. And every night before I go to bed, I go in here and brain dump because the reality of owning a business or just trying to, you know, improve yourself in general you're probably going to have a lot of things on your mind. And I don't know about you. Sometimes it's in the shower, but a lot of the time it's before I'm about to go to bed. And I just think, oh my gosh, I got to do this, 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 and this. So I go into my to-do list and I just dump in a whole bunch of things that I'm going to need to action tomorrow. And then I can deal with it in the morning. I'm not going to forget. Once I put my eye mask on, again, I'm going on a bit of a tangent here. I put my eye mask on. I've got, you know, I'm, I'm in sleep mode. If something pops into my mind, I literally use Siri. So I'll go, hey, Siri, save an alarm for whatever time I know that I'm going to be, you know, if it's nine o'clock that you're at work or whatever, save an alarm to, it might say message my brother or whatever the action thing that I need to do. Siri's trying to get involved. Whatever I need to do, use the technology to your advantage, right? Because you're not going to forget it now. And now you can actually go to sleep. So Google calendar and a to-do list, whatever to-do list you want to do. I like to have the digital versions now because I've gotten used to it over time and it's always with you. I still utilize whiteboards, written notes, things like that. But I do make a habit of taking a photo of them because again, when I'm out and about, and if I have spare time, I've always got my laptop with me because I love to work and I love that version of balance myself. Or if I want to get a head start on something, I can be like, you know what? I'm here. I've got to wait an extra hour for a doctor's appointment. Cool. I'm just going to get some work done. I don't want to get stuck with not being able to view my to-do lists that are work-related on my whiteboards and stuff like that. So I'll take a photo, okay? Um, again, it's just finding those things that work over time, but I really love my to-do list and my Google Calendar, okay? Then in this Google Calendar, everything goes in here. So this technique essentially is time blocking, okay? So time blocking really allows you to get a deep focus on what you need to do. And then I use other productivity tools in between this. So when I say everything goes in here, everything goes in here. You're literally blocking out from when you wake up to when you go to sleep. You might block out a time for morning routine, afternoon routine. Now, a big note that I'm going to make is a lot of people not go wrong, but they get themselves stuck in attention to detail on making the perfect morning routine and perfect nighttime routine just write morning routine, nighttime routine, and whatever you're doing at the moment in the morning and the night, continue to do that. Okay. Let's not try to make and reinvent the wheel. Let's just put everything in and focus on the stuff. That's the low hanging fruit, the stuff that's going to make the best return on investment. Whether you do your five step skincare or three step skincare, and then shave your legs and have a shower or the other way around, 
not the focus right now, not the problem. Continue to want doing what you're doing, okay? Interrupting you again to let you know about the PT with Re coaching app. I am so excited. You guys have been asking and I have been listening. I have bought out an affordable coaching platform, education, recipes, stretches, mobility, training, community group, the vibe for all less than $2 a day. Make sure you head to the link in the description below. Check it all out in the show notes. If you have any questions, you know where to find me, DMs, emails, wherever is best for you, but make sure you check it out. I can't wait for you guys to get your hands on it and head back to the episode. Then it's work. So literally go in there. You know, you're going to see this blank space in your calendar. I'd be like, oh, wow, so much free time. No, we don't have that much free time. Put all your work in there. That may be you may be stay-at-home mom and you may have a long period of time that you do something with your children. So I know a friend of mine, um, you know, has a, an allocated block that she does educational stuff with her son. Okay. So put these things in here. So go in here and put nine to five, if you're working nine to five, eight till two, whatever it is, go through, put all of your work shifts in there. If they change, you're going to get your roster in advance. You're going to pop them in as you get them. Some of you, this might be weekly, monthly, whatever, chuck everything in there. Now, go into what appointments that you have coming up. The way that I like to operate with my appointments and this, I love Google Calendar for this. It's just easy, easy to use, user-friendly. Um, and again, take some time to get used to, but start chucking everything in there. So with my appointments, so as an example, um, this afternoon or this evening, my brother has an AFL game. Last night when I made the decision to be able to go there and support, I went into my calendar. I put in the time that I would need to leave and say, leave for Joel's game, Joel being my brother then it automatically sets to let you know 10 minutes before, okay? Now, you can also just put in there something like, um, as an example, if you've got a doctor's appointment at nine o'clock in the morning and the doctor is half an hour away, I would put in there doctor's appointment and then I would put, you can edit this in there and you can put a reminder for a reminder for you half an hour before 40, you can customize it. I always put my reminders in however long it takes me plus 10 minutes. Okay. My method behind this. And again, I get the compliments on like things that are really organized. You're on top of this, et cetera, whatever. So I'm sharing this information because this was not how I was. And this is how I've made it work. And this actually allows me all the flexibility and freedom that I do have that I love. And I appreciate that gives me the spontaneity that I know some of you are listening to this being like, fuck, this is too much. Remember, it wasn't a zero to a hundred. I built on this over time. But the reason why I do this is because I was always late and I could be caught off guard and I like to live my best life. And sometimes a little bit, you know, wee, what am I going to do when I wake up this morning? Okay. Sometimes I still have those things by putting in however long it takes me to get to the place plus 10 minutes means ding, ding. When my watch goes off or when my phone goes off and tells me you've got a doctor's appointment, I know if I've forgotten I have 10 minutes to get my sweet ass in the car and go. Gives me enough time to make sure that I'm not running late, to make sure that I'm on time and I'm cool, calm, collected to go. And if I forgot, bang, there it is. It's notified me. Because I can tell you now, those of you that are listening and I once was there that was like, oh no, this seems like too much structure. The overwhelm and spiral that you send yourself in when you forget stuff, when you run late, it's not worth the time that you can save yourself by doing this stuff and getting yourself into a position where when life actually throws you curveballs, you're emotionally regulated enough because you're not putting yourself under constant stress that's not needed because you've got this shit in check. And now 
when the big stuff comes your way, you're much better off in the long run because you can you can deal with it. Okay. So giving you a little inside scoop into the way my mind works, the way that it had has worked and the where I'm at now. So again, putting everything in there, put things in there, like take the bins out, take the kids to this thing. I've got indoor soccer at this time. I'm going to a meeting here. Maybe it's my friend's birthday, like down to absolutely everything. For me, birthdays are really important. I literally have everyone's birthday in the calendar for um, really close friendships or, you know, those that I'll um, you know, celebrate more closely. I have a notification that will tell me the week before that it's their birthday coming up. I put in here when my electricity bills due, when my water bills due, when my um, car insurance, my rego, all of these things, all these big things. When I sign up for a subscription, I go in and put the notification in when it's due to renew. Like all of these things go into the Google Calendar. A lot of these like overarching ones you can put in as an all day event and you can make sure, again, I'm getting into the weeds here, but obviously I use my calendar for people to book in calls with me. So if you do want to book a call, you'll be able to find those links below that link links with my calendar. So when I'm unavailable, it will say I'm not, not available. When I am available, it's there, it's good to go. So you can play around with the settings in terms of busy, et cetera. But for the majority of you that are listening to this and you're not utilizing it in that capacity for business stuff, you'll be able to just chuck all this stuff in there. Okay. The more stuff that you can put in there that's reoccurring means that you can take it out of your brain and focus on other stuff. Because if you just want to be mediocre, like that's fine. Don't, don't worry about listening to this, but if you want some like serious change and like unlocking your actual potential and being you, but more powerful then start to take action on this stuff. Okay. I welcome the conversation in the DMs as well. So everything you can think of go into this calendar and then on your day-to-day basis, even put in your calendar, check my to-do list, okay? Because for ages, I was notorious for writing a to-do list and then not doing half the stuff that was on the to-do list. And I would have 50,000 to-do lists and then overwhelmed because I wasn't doing anything. And I just had 45,000 tabs open in my brain, right? So putting a time in your calendar to check your to-do list to I've got mine in there, do a check-in, taking note, like checking in with my business, taking stock of like what's gone on for the past week, whatever those things are, putting it in there. Then for those perfectionists among us, a lot of you, you're going to want to schedule in downtime. Okay. Now in times, and this is going to get into the mental health side of things as well, but I'm sharing it all here to help, uh, you know, spread this awareness and positivity and also just productivity help and things that have helped me over time. It's no secret that, you know, there, there's been very ups and down times. And I actually had a calendar reminder at 8 p.m. every day on a project that I was working on that says, visualize it being really successful. I'm not going to give you all the details on it, but I had that in my calendar. And every time at eight o'clock, because eight o'clock was the most suitable time that when it would pop up, I could be present with it. And it would just say, give yourself five minutes. And it, I didn't give myself five minutes. Sometimes it was just seeing that on there and being present enough for a second to go, big breath out. It is going to be all right. I am going to get that goal. Okay. So whether this is your physique goal, this is your strength goal, whatever kind of thing it is. If you're going through a bit of a rough patch and you're struggling to see a little bit of the light at the end of that tunnel, chuck your stuff into this calendar and set it up for success. Okay. Now with the Google calendar, you'll have a Google account. Um, You can also set up email reminders for some of these. So like those bigger events or things like a, you know, a bill that's going to be due, I can set it up. So I will get an email a month out. So I'm notified. All of this stuff is the things that I have developed over, I I will say like the last 10 years, um, 
which just blows my mind to think that I'm talking about like the last 10 years. These are the things that I've learned and developed like as an adult. I still don't feel old enough to be talking about the last decade, but I'm going to have to accept it because here we are. Anyway, these are the tools that I have developed over the time that have really helped me reduce the chaos, reduce the stress, bring myself into a place where I feel really you know, accomplished, in control, still able to express my values of that freedom and flexibility and being able to know what I'm saying yes to and what I'm saying no to. So everything's in here. I'm not shocked. I'm prepared. I know what's going on and I feel a lot, I feel a lot clearer, right? The other thing that you're going to gain by doing this, and I want you to pause this now and go, you know, Tetris your week if you haven't already, is that you're going to realize that you maybe have been overcommitting yourself, Right. And this is something that, again, a lot of the girls that I work with that will go in and do this and think, I just can't get this done. I'm not doing this. It's because they're not clear on what's in their schedule, what they're saying yes to and what they're saying no to. So every single time you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. And every single time you say no to something, you're saying yes to something else. As an example, if you had, well, by the time you've implemented all these changes, you'll have your downtime scheduled in there. But if your friend invites you out for dinner and you say yes, you're saying no to that downtime, right? That's okay. It's a conscious decision. You get to make these decisions. You're in control, right? It's not about that, but it's just the yes and no. When you actually say no to going out for dinner or not at this date, can we go on this time? You're actually saying yes to yourself because you're still honoring your downtime, okay? It's all about intention and choice and power taking back your power. So when you've got everything in there and you know what you're saying yes to and what you're saying no to, you feel so much more in control, uh, ease, light, less stress. It becomes a lot easier to set boundaries when you know what the boundaries are and what you're saying yes and no to. And when you don't have any structure going on, Sure. If someone says, do this, do that, do that. And all of a sudden you're running around and all the time is passing and nothing's getting done. Okay. So you need to put, you need to stop right here, right here, right now, take action, put this stuff in. It might sound easy and simple and straightforward. And it's like, oh, will it really make that big of a difference? Every single person I've implemented this with inside of my coaching group, I have had incredible feedback and I will share this on the socials as well, probably around the time that this is being launched. Um, But yeah, it's really, really important that we know when we do have free time, when we don't have free time, we can have a look. Are we wasting a lot of time? Are we not wasting a lot of time? So utilizing these things, we have these tools available to us. Let's use this technology, okay? That leads me to talk about the research and the evidence, and we might as well use the science to our advantage, right? Everyone knows I'm very evidence-based, a little bit of the new age thinking and open-mindedness to things adapting and changing. But when, like the the research suggests that I think it's about 40% more likely to follow through on something. When we actually specifically say when we're going to do it, what we're going to do it, and how. So by blocking in something into your calendar, saying, I'm going to do my gym session, that's something I forgot to mention in there, absolutely put that in. I'm going to do my gym session at this time, this day, and it might be, I need to pack my pre-workout that morning before work. You chuck that in your calendar as well, so you don't forget, right? You're like 40% more likely to follow through on these plans you've made, okay? Now, I think actually there is a study, let me grab it. 
the Beyond Good Intentions study. I'm going to link you through to a blog article that I have written up. It has a little bit more information in here. So that will go in the show notes below. Basically, have a little bit of a read that. It's going to show you. But essentially, when you're using this time blocking and you know blocking these amounts of time, blocking your tasks in, it gives you more clarity on what you need to focus on. So you're focusing on one thing at, at a time. You also understand and manage your time a little bit better. You can see whether you've been allocating enough time. Maybe you've been allocating too much time. And here's another one for you. However long you allocate to something to be done is probably how long it's going to take, right? So let that sink in for a second. If you say it's going to take me an hour to get ready, it's going to take you an hour to get ready. If you say it's going to take me half an hour to get ready, I challenge you, you could probably go and get yourself ready in half an hour, right? You can see whether you're being you know, too rigid, too flexible, and you can also see whether you're, you know, over-scheduling things and saying yes to too many. And you can create yourself little budgets and things like that. If you've listened to the episode, um, the podcast episode with Tiana, she spoke about a social budget that she implemented. And it was a certain amount of budgeted time um, and energy that she would allocate to socializing. And so when that quota was kind of getting to that upper threshold, it was a really good indicator to say like, hey, I needed a rest and digest after that. So, you know, heightened periods where, you know, there's a lot of social social events and things like that at the back end of the year, um, being really aware about how that sort of affects the energy as well. Um, so you can have a listen to that episode. But basically, you can also see like if you're also, when we're using this time blocking, perfectionists among us are going to over schedule free time. Okay. We don't need to plan exactly what we're going to do in the free time that de defeats the purpose of the free time. The free time is simply Friday night between 6 p.m. and 9 p.m. free time to do whatever I want. And if that free time to do whatever you want is just lay on the ground and do nothing, just be flat on your back, do it. Okay. Whatever you feel like at that time. So scheduling in the free time is literally the name free time, <laughs> not what you're doing in that free time, okay? Because that defeats the purpose of the free time. Now, a couple of little areas that will be helpful. And again, you can read more about this in the blog post. You can do time for your personal admin, for meal prepping, for working out, for work, free time, reading, your morning routine, nighttime routine, professional development, socializing, whatever all these are, blocking all these events into your calendar and utilizing the tools and the notifications for you um, to remind you and keep you on track with these things, okay? Um, now, the next step, you can you know start to color code these things. I know a couple within the team are very on that visual side of things. Actually, it would be interesting to know if they are when they do their VARP learning styles, if they are a visual person. Um, for me, I'm not so much like that. So mine doesn't typically look as pretty um, as, you know, some others, but again, it doesn't need to look pretty. It just needs to be effective for you. Okay. So focus on the stuff that's going to get the best result, making it perfectly pretty and not actually utilizing it. You can see which one, where are you spending your time? Okay. Be really aware of that. Um, just checking in. How come you haven't got your glow up photo shoot ticket yet? All right. If you need some more information or a little bit more in convincing, you can see all the details in the show notes below. Go on, check it out and then get yourself back to the episode. Now, again, like anything, we reflect and we readjust. We don't just set this and forget this and that's it. Never to be seen again. It's like, try. Is it working? No. Did your half an hour 
notification go off for your appointment? Was that too much time? Was it too little time? Do you need to adjust something and do something differently next time? Have you given yourself enough time to actually execute this well? In high periods of stress, trying to learn something new is probably going to take you a little bit longer. So stick with it. Give it some time. It's like an eight-week challenge. It is not going to get you the body goals that you want. (laughs) We're talking long-term here, okay? So utilizing these tools to your advantage. Now, the other one that I wanted to talk to is habit stacking. So what is habit stacking? Habit stacking is essentially putting in stacking habits together. So if you're trying to create a new habit, stacking that in with something that you're already doing. As an example, I would wake up in the morning, I would go down, I would make my coffee. And then what I wanted to implement was at one point, it was some stretching and some mobility. Um, At another point, it was doing my uh, bike, my cardio in the morning, my recumbent bike in my sexy outfit. If anyone follows along on my Instagram, will know it's not very sexy. It's that's me taking the piss. Um, it's some very mismatched pajama pants and bed socks. And sometimes an Udi, especially as it's colder weather, <laughs> but purpose behind habit stacking is pairing something that you want to create with something you're already doing. Okay. So you've already got the cue to go down and grab the coffee. That's already ingrained. Um, you can read, the power of habit, I think. And there's another book. Oh, I can't remember the name of it now. I'll have to pop it in the comments um, in the show notes. I should say Charles Duig is the person who wrote it. Can't remember the name of it now. Anyway, those you can read all about like the Q habit reward kind of system, etc. I'm basically utilizing this to our advantage, stacking our habits together. It might not be, you know, getting a coffee in the morning for yourself. It could be brushing your teeth. It could be jumping in the shower, whatever it is. We want to create a cue that will remind us to do the next thing. So for an example, I put a sticky note on my coffee machine that would say, do your cardio. So then when I would go down in the morning, because that was just an automatic behavior. I'd wake up, go turn the coffee machine on, bang, it reminds me, go and do this. Okay, cool. So I gave myself that visual reminder and I paired those two habits together. And now I no longer need to, and you'll see, as you know, you've probably noticed like things that you just do automatically now, they it didn't just happen by chance. There's like a cue and then there's a reward that you get from this, right? It's like that dopamine hit. So then utilizing these things, utilizing these cues. If you wake up, you go to the toilet in the morning, put a sticky note in there that says weigh yourself if you keep forgetting to do that. Like whatever these things are, stacking these habits together. Maybe it is stacking in some mobility work at the end of your training session. So what do you do at the end of your training session? Do you grab your bag? Are you talking to someone? Do you get into the cut? Like what is that kind of thing that you do at the end? And it's going to remind you, you can set a reminder. Maybe it's a certain time. So you can simply set an alarm to remind you like whatever it is, utilizing these things and stacking these habits together. So that's another really, really good one um, to be able to help. And just a couple of little examples that you can implement. Now, the other technique that I utilize, and I guess I've adapted my own, is the Pomodoro technique, which is essentially, you can read all about it, um, but basically you would set an alarm for 25 minutes, work with intense focus, zero distractions. Then you would rest five minutes. So you'd set another alarm for five minutes or a countdown. Uh, And then you would do another 25 minutes, five minutes, and then 25 minutes followed by a half an hour rest. So every third one, I think it's a half an hour rest. I hope I've got it correct roughly about that. If you just Google Pomodoro technique, you're going to be able to find all the tips and tricks. Now, I don't use this exactly, okay, but I use my own modified and adapted version of it. And depending on the day and what I'm doing, 
sometimes I will just set a 15 minute timer. Okay. So I'll have the music going, depending on the type of work that I'm doing, I'll have the music pumping and I'll sit, set a time of 15 minutes. And on the 15 minute timer, what will happen is the music will go off. Okay. Now, I zero distractions. I put my phone on airplane mode. I, you know, all do not disturb much to my friend Steph's <laughs> disapproval. <laughs> I always get messages because I think Apple, because if you don't have an Apple, you suck. Nah, jokes. Um, but Apple, I think tells you now someone's got their phone on do not disturb. Like if I try and message Michael when he's at the gym, I know he's at the gym because it says Michael is on silence or silence notifications or something like that. And I always get a message from Steph being like, is your phone ever on? And most of the time, no, I have it set up very well. I might actually talk to that as well because I think that's a really useful tool. <laughs> but anyway, so 15 minutes, I'll work hard, zero distractions, absolutely focused on the one task at hand. And then I'll stop for 15 minutes. I don't stop for 15 minutes, sorry. I stop at the end of the 15 minute timer. And then I'll just get up, might do a little bit of a lap or I'll just check in with myself. If I feel like I can go hard again for 15 minutes, I'll do it. And then Obviously, once an hour, I'm kind of getting up and moving and doing something else, whether it be, you know, it could be something as simple as setting up my walking pad and adjusting the height of my desk or, you know, going to get a meal or whatever it may be. But setting that intense focus and using it as like a little bit of a challenge. How much work can I get done in this 15 minute period? And I've seen a lot of success with this. Again, I feel really comfortable sharing all this information. I've witnessed it firsthand with like my coaching clients. Um, in terms of like my fitness business, PT with Re. However, when I used to work um, in corporate, I remember implementing a lot of these strategies and tools with those inside of the team that I was working inside of customer service um, and saw some great results with this stuff as well. So I know it works <laughs> and it's like, you know, if it works, fuck, give it a go. What have you got to lose? Last but not least, I want to talk about utilizing technology. Do not fear technology. I remember doing a assignment in school about emerging technologies that you know what? I'm going to flex. I think I got like really, really good marks. I know I won some award for this particular, wasn't that particular assignment, but it was that subject in total. Um, but I remember talking about emerging technology and like the pros and cons, everything has a pro and con, but let's utilize what we have, the tools that we have at our disposal, right? So if you do have an Apple, if you don't, and you're already this far into the podcast episode, it's time to upgrade, go get yourself an Apple. <laughs> Maybe I can get sponsored by Apple tag them on this post so we can, um, yeah, get, get a little sponsorship going. But basically you can utilize all the different, are they called, I know downtime is something that I use, um, but the do not disturb function on your phone. So I'm just going to find it. Ah, okay. So it's called focus mode, right? So if you go into your settings and you go to focus, you've got do not disturb driving, family, personal sleep, weekends, work, set these up for yourself. Okay. So do not disturb. Obviously you can set that up yourself. I have zero notifications allowed to come through and only certain people selected to be able to come through. Um, so this is going to satisfy and those, anyone that has kids that's like, no, I need to have my phone on at all times. Yep. There's certain people that you can allow to have access um, and you can set it up to turn it on automatically. So uh, my do not disturb is automatically turned on between 9 p.m. and 8 a.m. Probably need to change the morning one, um, but every day. So every day at nine o'clock, unless you're in this approved list, zero notifications will come through. So set it up for whatever time you need to and only the approved people will be able to contact me, right? 
obviously I have an extensive list of the approved people. Set this up. So it automatically comes on. I don't have to do anything. My phone just does itself, right? This is where sometimes, you know, I'll have convos and um, some clients or friends or whatever, but, oh, I didn't want to message you because it was too early. And I'm like, girl, use the technology to your advantage. Like you can message me at whatever time. I'm not going to get it because I have it set up. So I only go in when I can be present with things because notification, notification, notification. With that being said, go in and turn all your notifications off and then just start to turn the things back on that you need, right? The other one that I have is work. Um, so between my business and work hours, I only allow my certain no notifications to come through. Um, so this would be, you know, on my work phone, WhatsApp notifications, all that kind of stuff. Um, I do not have any social media notifications turned on. I have not had them on for a really long time. So again, get on the bike next time you're at the gym and just start playing around with this, setting it up again, work in progress, set it up, try it. Okay. I need to adjust the times. I need to do this. I need to do that. Uh, and then the same thing with sleep. Again, you can set your schedule. Um, so it will, you know, sort it all out for you um, as well as turning on the blue light function. I turn that on from 7 p.m. Um, so that way when I'm looking at my phone, it's, you know, it doesn't have all the blue light signaling to me to be awake and helping that. Again, just utilizing technology to my advantage. Um, so basically I really use the do not disturb uh, the weekends, the work, the weekends, um, a lot more people are allowed to access me. <laughs> now I have a lot more like that's allowed to come through, but again, setting it up, I have the daily summaries come through. So I don't get email notifications all the time because constant notifications are just overwhelming and overloading us that we don't need to do. Okay. So we're time blocking things out. We've got our to-do list. We've got our notifications to tell us to check our to-do list to make sure they're being actioned. We get into the habit. We do these things. We have it stacked. We use the Pomodoro technique. We utilize the technology. Okay. So I really hope that this has given you a lot of tools um, and, you know, some tangents and things to try and implement. Uh, definitely check out all of the resources and things like that in the show notes. I'd love to know, did you do your VARC learning style test? What did you get? What kind of learner are you? If you need some suggestions and some tools, these are the things that really help me. I'm a, you know, a doer and a read, write. Um, and again, I've adapted my skills over time to be able to, you know, utilize all this stuff to actually help me and not hinder me. Um, and there's going to be, you know, varying levels of things as well. So very much open to conversation. I do hope that you take this as the catalyst for change. You approach it with the open mindset. You don't think, oh no, I've tried that before and it didn't work. You try it with a new mindset, a new lease on life, a new person. You're literally turning over cells every second that we talk. So you're literally a new person. You can try these new things, utilize these tools, try them out, see how they go and adapt them from there. And if you have any other questions or if you have any other suggestions that you think will be valuable, um, you know, share them with me. I absolutely welcome that, but use this right now end this podcast episode here and start taking action on all this stuff. If you do utilize these tools, share a screenshot with me, tag it on the stories, whatever. I would absolutely love to see more people implement this and just honestly experience what I've been able to experience from the absolute chaotic, overwhelmed mess that I was to being able to be cool, calm, collected with a great, like four times the amount of work on my plate, which absolute, this is not a pity party. This is an excitement of like, I can actually function with this and more and still have free time and flexibility. Not, not as much, <laughs> but Hey, that's my version of balance, right? I want you to utilize this now. And I want you to experience that. Okay. So don't just let this be another thing you listen to, take action. Absolutely do the damn thing. Because if you just listen to this and do absolutely nothing, you're in the same spot. 
if you do this and try something new, you're either going to learn that it works or you're going to keep trying something else and you've absolutely lost nothing. So do the damn thing. And with that being said, that's the end of this potty episode. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the You But More Powerful podcast. If you're determined to continue to expand and grow and reach heights you never thought were possible, you'll want to make sure you're subscribed so you'll never miss out on a single episode. If you loved today's, I would absolutely love your feedback and to see you tag at you but more powerful underscore podcast on Instagram. See you guys in the next episode.